Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning, boys and girls, citizens of all ages. It is time for the Power Hour, part of the morning show here on Planet Radio 106.7. I'm Chris Logan. Morning show is normally from 6 to 10, but from 8 until 9, we do the Power Hour, and it's this little talk segment where we go in on what's trending, what's happening, what's going on for the day. It can be here in Acadiana. It can be statewide in Louisiana, worldwide, nationwide. We got crazy stories. We got all sorts of fun stuff inside of the power hour and then now from time to time we're going to have a couple special guests hanging out with us and today we have mayor jan scott richard from scott good morning how are you man I'm excellent how are you thanks thanks for coming and hanging out oh, thank you for having yeah. me so yeah I, I told you off the air that i wasn't going to put you on the spot you right. know we, we're not going to get too crazy and or, or anything like that but a couple things i do want to talk about coming up in a bit um you know just Scott in general, you know, what's coming up in the, in the future. I know there's a lot of things happening. I want to talk a little bit about Acadiana high football. Boy, they had a very successful, successful football year. season. Um, I'm going to talk about being the boudin capital of the world. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the, the slogan where the West begins, do you, do you know where yeah, that so, came from? Right. So uh, we're obviously split our, our city, our downtown, our core areas is, is split. Uh, by the rail railroad system okay and, and so uh, there was a depot uh downtown um you know pretty much where our city was founded uh and and so that the depot was the stopping point heading westbound so uh that's where people you know materials were dropped off supplies were dropped off and people picked up uh, or got onto the train or, and whatnot uh depending on what type uh, of rail it was mm -hmm. and so they essentially said that that was the the stopping point heading west so that, that's how the where the west begins that was that final depot and then from there heading west is where the, the west begins and so uh, that's kind of how we game up with yeah. the slogan and and we still stick to it i mean yeah. it, it you know where the west begins will always be a part of what scott is mm -hmm. uh now we're we're kind of like where the west begins and the boudin never ends what? you know so we uh <laughs> we, we've captured <laughs> we've captured the fact that we've been designated the boudin capital of the world and and so we're where the west begins and where the boudin never ends so the uh the depot that you talked about was that is that the area near the roundabout no it's actually the area where we just unveiled uh our veterans memorial at the okay rail. okay um you know there was a lot of uh symbolism to, to putting the veterans memorial there and if you haven't seen it, it it's really really a showpiece and where the monument sits uh the monument to, to for for veterans to go and mm -hmm. just sit there and solemn and, and just enjoy the the peace and quiet of the area is actually where the depot was. Okay. Uh, and World War II materials were actually dropped off at that depot back in the day. So I mean, there was just a lot of a lot of reasoning to have it downtown. And then of course we've we've gotten many businesses down there that have uh, really captured that area. And so uh, we felt like it was a wonderful opportunity to to kind of pair all those together. Mm -hmm. Somebody wants to go visit the Veterans Memorial and grab a coffee at Coffee Depot, uh, grab some oysters at Uncle T's, whatever it may be. Uh, they would have those opportunities. So, uh, yeah, where the West begins, man. Uh, so, so that's that area you're talking about right there. Uncle T's, yeah, the Uncle T's, uh, Coffee yeah. Depot, Scott Pharmacy, yeah. Cashway, uh, yeah. the Revival Antique, uh, all those business that kind of pretty much make up what we define uh, as our downtown. You know, it's you know Scott doesn't have, and it's interesting when when you look at at cities like Crawley, mm -hmm. um, and you go and you, it's clearly defined what their yes. downtown is. They have the old buildings and yeah. But because of Scott's proximity to Lafayette back in the day, um, they didn't have the the high, tall buildings mm -hmm. and the architectural type buildings because of our proximity was so close. Um, but but cities like Crawley, they they had to create their own because when we the, the means of travel at that time were just so different. Mm -hmm. It took actually a really really long time to get from Crawley. So uh, we but we 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 found our niche and and we're defining it and we're doing some things to to try to make some improvements to yeah. to clearly make it a downtown area and we've done a good job at it coming to the studio this morning in church point you saw our high, high our high rises man we oh, got uh, skyscrapers we yeah. got all kind of stuff i even happening. put my <laughs> trench coat on i i made sure i was ready for it but no we're, we're going to talk again with uh, mayor jan scott richard in a bit gotta say thanks to sponsors of the morning show mandez's seafood bar and grill they are the official restaurant of the morning show Jeff and Renee doing it up on Ducey Road. That's the original location. They have the new location on Schmidt and Youngsville online, mandezesgrill.com. And then at the Youngsville location, 
They're doing brunch every Sunday, so make sure to go check them out. Uh, I swapped text with Jeff last week, and he said that brunch has been going really, really good. So, I mean, so many options. Go and check them out at Mandez's Lunch, Dinner, or Brunch now in Youngsville. Also got to say thank you to Cajun Coatings, CajunCoatings.com. Go and see Kyle. You can also uh, give him a call, 337-349-0542, or shoot him a text. If you're looking to get your vehicle coated, paint-corrected, professionally detailed. Kyle is the guy to do it. It's what he does all day, every day. He's not going to tell you to come and then pull your car around back of the garage or the back of the house. It's what Kyle does at his shop, Cajun Coatings. So check him out. And also thank you to Acadiana Tire, 214 West Canal Street in Church Point. If your tires are getting slick, go and see Big Hick. He has all the major brands. He can also do oil changes and mechanic work and inspections he doesn't have the tires in stock, he'll get them for you. He'll, he'll make sure that you're getting taken care of. That's all at Acadiana Tire, the official tire shop of the morning show. Question of the day rolling along today, too. So the question of the day, uh, Mayor, I, I do a question every day. Not sure if you noticed it yeah. on, on Facebook. Today's question is, is it cool for someone to tell their spouse a secret that a friend told them in confidence? <laughs> It's it's a tough Ooh, that's one, a mouthful. Huh? Uh, probably not, uh, yeah. but uh, depends on what that relationship is with the spouse. I would venture to say most of the time uh, people probably uh, share the information yeah. with their spouse. I would venture to say. So I I, I saw the story today, and and in the poll, they said that ten percent of people say it's always acceptable to tell your spouse a friend's secret. About thirty percent said it was fine. Twenty percent of people said it's never acceptable to reveal secrets and I, I got a few different answers on facebook and a couple people said what you said just depending on that relationship with your spouse you know i i guess it it really depends there um michael says don't tell me nothing i can't tell my wife that ain't how we roll uh nicholas says that's my wife if my friend thinks i'm not telling her they're delusional rod <laughs> says no uh, Josh says approaching 20 years of happy marriage, a big part of which that I can confide anything in my wife without fear of it being the town gossip. And, and it's, yeah. it's true. You know, if you have that relationship, I look, I've, I've, I've done it on numerous yeah. occasions, but well, I, I, I trust my wife. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I mean, marriage is typically, you know, founded on communication and mm -hmm. making sure that you're, you remain transparent. So, uh, to keep it from them, uh, could end up being yeah. a, a little spat for, yeah. for whatever reason. So, uh, but most of the time, I, I would venture to say that people yeah. definitely uh, tell their spouse. Yeah. So, Mayor Jan Scott Richard hanging out with us on the Power Hour today. Mayor of Scott, I, I, I want to start with Acadiana High, man. Okay. Uh, a great football season for them. Obviously, they fell short in the dome last Friday night, played a, a great Catholic team. Um, Man, what did you think of the team? What did you think well, I mean, of, of the season? I know you were kind of like on the ground the whole entire year. Yeah, I mean, at, you know, at the end of the day, we we built a, a wonderful program there. Uh, uh, the coaches from from years past and the coaches currently have done a tremendous job. And we've just had loads of talent uh, that we've taken advantage of. You know, sometimes uh, you win some, you lose some. Um, mm -hmm. I've always said uh, when I was coaching at Acadiana High, the, the men's soccer program there, you know, lose the game, don't lose the lesson. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we returned 14 uh, of those players from this year's team for next year. So uh, I would venture to say we we have a, a good crop coming in uh, to be prepared for another state title run. And look, let's let's be clear that, I mean, the state, uh, the Acadian High program has been in the state finals nine of the last 18 yeah. years. I mean, that's uh, remarkable. And and it didn't really matter where they were thrown, select, non-select, division. Yeah. I mean, what, the split, no split. Uh, we, we've made adjustments and mm -hmm. uh, we've made our, ourselves known to the to the state. So uh, kudos to those kids and, and to those co the coaching staff for doing a tremendous job and getting us prepared. And, you know, listen, you, you run into a buzzsaw and, and listen, the Catholic team was very well coached, very disciplined. Yeah. Uh, and they just did some things that, you know, we, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't figure out. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we, we still scored 31 points. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we had a majority of possession. Uh, they were just, they, they scored quickly and, uh, it was just one of those things, but our boys played hard to the end and that's all you can did, did you go? Were you there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. We, you know, we always, it's a community affair and yeah. uh, it's important that uh, we embrace the fact that Acadian high school is in Scott. 
Uh, yeah. no, I mean, so uh, that it's a it's a big part of our community. You know, we do have residents naturally that that live uh, north of I ten that go to Karen Crow, and mm-hmm. we support Karen Crow as well. And mm-hmm. we, I don't know if you knew we had a little friendly wager. Uh, Mayor Clavier and I this yeah. year, and uh, that worked out well. I didn't have to cook, and Mayor <laughs> Clavier and her team uh, provided a wonderful meal for our uh-huh. boys uh, in the playoffs. And so, but that's always great. Those kids play together. They grew up playing together, and and so we we build on that. And uh, we're doing some cool things at the roundabout. Uh, we're about to open Apollo Road pretty soon here. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be a wonderful tribute coming into our high school and then coming into our community. So. Uh, Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, 810 here inside the Power Hour, Planet Radio 106.7. Chris Logan, Mayor Jan Scott Richard, hanging out on the Power Hour this morning. You bring up, you know, roundabout cool things. Obviously, Scott is the boudin capital of the world. Absolutely. Uh, that's something that y'all hang y'all hat on. You have the boudin festival, which is what coming up. Is it still yeah, in April? Yes, yeah, April uh, 5th, 6th, 7th uh, yeah. of this year. And so... Uh, we're already getting prepared for that. Uh, they had a meeting, I believe, last week, and uh, uh, we, we, you know, we're, things are rolling. But uh, yeah. this will be year eleven, and uh, it's crazy how how we've yeah. evolved so quickly. And uh, but it's it's a wonderful event. It's a family friendly uh, festival, and so uh, it's a wonderful time to. to it's kind of kickstart starts. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's crazy how that evolved. I was fortunate enough to to be the the first president uh, of the Budan Festival, and and I, I ran the festival for. Uh, alongside a wonder, a wonderful, tremendous board of uh, community servants that for about eight, nine years until I got elected. And so uh, it's evolved so quickly, but uh, it's amazing how we've become a regional attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not on the level of Festival International or Festival Akkad yet, yeah. but we're, we're getting there. And uh, we've done some great things and the communities embraced us. And uh, so it's, yeah, we, it's going to be awesome. We have a great musical lineup. And so we encourage you April 5th, 6th, 7th. When uh, are y'all releasing the musical lineup? When does a lot of that come out? I think the musical uh, lineup will be released probably in uh, January. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're wrapping up some loose ends, and uh, last year for the first time we did a Budan Ball, uh, ah. you know, to to kind of acknowledge our our sponsors and the Budan vendors, and uh, so that they're working on year two of the Budan yeah. Ball, and that was a, a great event, and so we're looking forward to that this yeah. year as well. That's great, man, but. I mean, look, you talk about boudin, you talk about restaurants. I mean, even no matter which exit you take, right. you can go to uh, boudin, crackling. I mean, you can go to Best Stop, you can go to Karchner's, you can go to Don's, you can go to Billy's. Billy's. I mean, it's 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 all there right off the interstate now. It is. And, and you know what's amazing is, uh, you know, those owners and those businesses have just really captured everything. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't miss anything. And so... Uh, it's gotten, it's evolved so much from the boudin. I mean, mm-hmm. as a kid, obviously we grew up and you ate boudin maybe during the winter. It wasn't mm-hmm. something you ate every day, uh, but it was traditionally a link with a a, a slice of Evangeline made yeah. and a Dr. Pepper. I mean, that was yeah. just uh, breakfast on Saturday mornings. Yep. And now you can get uh, roll-ups, you can get balls, you can get tater tots, you can yep. get nachos. <laughs> I mean, you, boudin burger. I mean, you just name it. Uh, so it, it they can capture pretty much anybody and anybody's taste buds. How, how much boudin do you eat on a uh, weekly basis? <laughs> well, I mean, during the holidays, it's it's dangerous because yeah. every gathering, every Christmas party has yeah. boudin links or something uh, with yeah. boudin. So you you got to try to watch it. Yeah. So what's going on in Scott? I mean, I, I know the the interstate area seems to be happening. You know, you got Super One, you got Tractor Supply. You have uh, what is it, the, the Lord's, Lord's yeah. uh, emergency room or urgent care? Is, is there some, I guess maybe some growth towards the interstate? You you see that coming in the future? I, I do. Uh, a lot of the growth we've seen uh, over the last four years has really been uh, residential. Okay. Uh, we we didn't have a lot of residential growth uh, in the early part. You know, uh, from 2010 to 2017, we didn't have a lot of growth at all uh, residentially. Uh, obviously, when we began the Apollo Road. A corridor project. Uh, we started to see some improvements. Uh, Robert Daigle and and his team uh, invested in the West Village development, mm-hmm. which uh, mirrors what you see in Sugar Mill Pond, uh, Red Farms, and River Ranch. Uh, and that's really, really kind of taken off. And and you've seen a lot of developments occur because mm-hmm. uh, of their initial investment. And so, uh, obviously, the opening of Apollo Road is going to be huge for us. It's transformational for our community. I think it's transformational for the parish too. Mm-hmm. From a from a traffic standpoint, it's yeah. going to be mirroring uh, Ambassador Caffrey. It's going to be a way uh, to be able, be able to move people through uh, not only just our community, but through the parish 
uh, a lot easier. So we see a lot, a lot of growth, uh, and we expect a lot of growth uh, from a commercial side along that corridor. And of course, I attend. Yeah, we're trying to. I mean, uh, we've had some battles with the, the property owners there on the price point, and no, I we're guess, trying to yeah. get. You know, we we don't own that property, so we'd love to see it fully developed. But uh, you know, we just got to try to make sure that uh, we continue to keep that dialogue open with those. But the the main thing right now, uh, Chris, is that. We, we need some major road improvements there. Mm -hmm. uh, we have some money in capital outlay uh, to make some improvements off the exit uh, going towards best stop. And there's a dual roundabout system that has been approved by DOTD. And so we're we're in those works to, to really get uh, some improvements to the roadway there so that we can actually get people in and out of that destination point, Super One area, mm -hmm. a lot easier. So yeah. uh, it just... Unfortunately, you know, government doesn't move fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't move as fast as I would like it. Yep. Uh, but we we keep things moving and uh, we're always looking, uh, you know, in the future to see what we can do to make improvements for everybody. Any Anything new coming up that you can maybe let out the bag or or, or not or not really? Um, I mean, we got it. We got a couple of businesses that have uh, dropped some preliminary plans nice. for a destination yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the mod space that's across the street is going to be moving uh, to Doosan. We really feel like there's going to be some some economic boom in that area once uh, they move. Uh, the Boudin places obviously are doing well. Uh, Apollo Road is the big thing. Um, you yeah. know, it's really, really going to open up uh, the, the commercial side of things we feel uh, for our community because it's going to give us another uh, major corridor. It's a four-lane boulevard, uh, you know, with sidewalks along connecting basically our high school all the way to our library. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it also connects West Village and, and some of the other developments in that area that are residential. So, um, but I mean, and then we got, we got some gas stations and typical yeah, businesses yeah. that have, have opened shop, but uh, we really feel like the economic commercial boom uh, is going to occur once that road opens, which uh, we feel should be within the next week or so. So obviously with, with the growth of Lafayette, you know, Lafayette has boom and expanded it it went to Youngsville. Is that yeah. is that kind of fair to say? It, it went that way. Youngsville exploded. Do do you see the way Youngsville grew? Do you see maybe Lafayette people coming the Scott Dusson way in in that rural area? I, I do. I, I feel like you know Youngsville. Uh, they they grew exponentially residentially. They really did. And then then you started to see the commercial come after it. And then obviously the Youngsville Sports Complex uh, captured some more of that. Uh, and, and Mayor Ritter's doing a, a fabulous job over there. Um, and our focus was always, you know, infrastructure first. Mm -hmm. um, and we have some major corridors, obviously, with uh, LA-93, Westgate Road, Cameron Street. We just got overlaid uh, pretty much throughout our community. Uh, we just did some improvements on Apollo from Benoit Patan near the interstate mm -hmm. uh, to Cameron. And then, obviously, the Apollo Road corridor that we're about to open. So we feel now uh, that we have the major arteries to, to maneuver traffic and we've gotten some residential growth. And so now's the time for Not, the commercial yeah, to come in. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I do feel it shifting. Um, I think people are trying to get closer to the interstate mm -hmm. uh, for those that work in Lake Charles, Alexandria, yeah. Baton Rouge. Yeah. Uh, it is a lot easier. I mean, let's be clear. I mean, Youngsville to Scott, depending on the time of the day, mm -hmm. could take you 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, some of those people, are, and we've seen a lot, uh, of people that have moved into our community, whether it's, you know, in the Birchman Oak subdivision or in the West Village area that have come from southern portion of Lafayette mm -hmm. because they need to get closer to where yeah. they, they, they yeah. work. So, um, yeah, we, we expect uh, residential to continue yeah. to improve and that more people are going to move. Uh, I mean, why wouldn't you want to move? I mean, the Boudin yeah. capital of the world, Dude, why, I mean, why right next to the interstate, I mean, you, you got to want to be there. So, uh, But no, they, yeah. yeah, like I do see it. Uh, shifting uh Bruce yeah. Hart and Youngsville kind of saw a lot of it and and look Caracol's done a, a great job too yeah. they've really yeah. really taken uh, advantage of that front yes. road system yep um Mayor Clavier's done a great job Mayor Brasso before her did a great job uh they've saw a tremendous amount of growth yeah. as well and so we expect it to come our way and yeah. uh and I think it's going to shift westward uh, towards uh Dusan Mayor Thibodeau mm -hmm. as well yeah that's awesome so look we're going to take a quick break we're, we're going to come back uh, with a couple other topics, we talked a little bit about Scott and Katiana High, Boudin, Capital of the World, Where the West Begins, all that stuff. We're going to get into some some Power Hour topics, Mayor. And there's some that I have today that have to do with, with Christmas. Okay. You know, have to do with the holidays. Um, also, the Cajun Field demolition. That yep. started yesterday. Going to talk a little bit about that. Going to a Christmas party. Let me ask you this. You ever watched uh, the Christmas movie, A Christmas Story? Yes. 
And uh, what was it? The little dude's name that got his tongue stuck to the pole. Do you think that's real or not? Do you think that really you can get your tongue stuck to a pole? I think so. Okay. I think if it's cold enough, I believe. There's a story about that. So all that coming up and more, the second half of the Power Hour here on Planet Radio 106.7. So welcome back to the Power Hour here, Planet Radio 106.7. Thanks again to Mandez's, the official restaurant of the morning show. Also, thank you to Cajun Coatings. And thanks again to Acadiana Tire, the official tire shop of the morning show too. And we have Mayor Jane Scott Richard hanging out with us this morning. One of our special guests, we had Kyle from Cajun Coatings a couple weeks, so I guess probably three weeks ago. Corey Landry from the 337 Band came to hang out. And today we got Mayor Jan Scott Richard from Scott. So yes. thanks again for coming, Absolutely. man. Thank you all for having me. Um, yeah, we, we talked a, a little bit about Scott and Boudin Capital of the World. I wanted to get into some other topics that I, I normally talk about on the Power Hour. Okay. Uh, and obviously with it being the end of the year, uh, there's a lot of stories, a lot of viralness, a lot of trendiness about Christmas, the holidays, stuff like that. So I've been seeing a lot of those stories. We'll get to that. One thing I wanted to talk about was the Cajun Field demolition. That started yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Did, did, you, did you go out there? Did I, you I see the go, live feed? Or I didn't go out there. I had a couple uh, buddies send me uh, some videos uh, of the work being done. And, yeah. and hey, that, it's, it's transformational for you yeah. all. You know, I think uh, you, they want to make some significant investments into their athletics and uh you know athletics uh regardless of what people say i mean you go to college to get a degree but uh, athletics is, is a major portion uh, of that experience and so you know as a college athlete myself uh, i pride myself on on what they're doing and i'm you know i'm i'm excited about it i think it's yeah. going to be really really aesthetically uh, appealing it's going to mm-hmm. be a more modern feel and it's going to really uh, enhance uh the, the program and the school you know? it, and it it's i think it's also going to tie the other fields and and that whole complex together you know the baseball, baseball. field got an uplift all, all that area yes. got an uplift and the last was Cajun field i agree yeah and i think it was long overdue and they made some significant improvements uh obviously to that southern portion of the end zone uh their athletic facility itself the leon moncla mm-hmm. uh, facility is is remarkable so um you know those are all recruiting uh yeah recruiting uh tips and, and that's what they want to do they yeah. want to get they want to get people to come to ul play football uh, and get a great education and uh, enjoy the joy of Reeve that we have here in yeah. Lafayette. Our Lady of Lords. Now it's it's going to be called the Our Lady, Lady of Lords Stadium. So they stepped up a $65 million project. And if you haven't seen the renderings, I mean, you could probably go to KLFY.com, KTC.com, KDN.com, whatever you do, a little Googling, and you can see the re- the renderings of it. But very contemporary looking, you know, yeah. a very updated look. Um yeah, I think it's going to mirror kind of what you see at the, the Teague. Yeah. You know, yep. it really is. I mean, it's going to uh, balance out really well and hopefully get a bunch of people in the stadium to support the Cajun football team. Yep. So it, it's, uh, I was looking today, 34 suites, 40 loge boxes, and 524 club seats, an indoor club, five new chair back sections in the lower West Bowl, and then what they're calling enhanced amenities for all fans with a total capacity of more than 30,000. Awesome. So I, I think I think it's going to look like very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very excited for that, for, for the Cajuns. And hopefully they just continue on their success and kind of continue to build. Absolutely. And they, uh, I saw they got uh, Jackson uh, Jacksonville State this weekend yeah. uh, in the bowl game. Yep. And, uh, they're underdogs, so I love it now. I think they're going to go over there yeah. and uh, do what they typically do in New Orleans, which is uh, win. Yep. And, uh, and, and uh, speaking of... Uh, Cajuns and Catholic and Acadiana High. We talked about that. I forgot his name, but the quarterback for Catholic yes. of Baton Rouge uh, committed to committed UL. Committed to UL and uh, exceptional. Yeah. Uh, I think UL's got a, got a, got a big treat coming in uh, with him, and uh, his footwork seemed uh, remarkable, and it uh, just seemed like he had a, a really mm-hmm. manageable um, you know, composure out there in regards to, to just running an offense. He yeah. just seemed very comfortable, so – I'm anxious to see him on the field for the Cajuns. Yeah. Are are you a big Christmas party, holiday party, New Year's Eve party guy? You, are you social when it comes mm-hmm. to that, Mayor? I'm social. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely uh, social. But, uh, hey, that's, uh, you know, life, you just take it as it comes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, there, there's events all the time for us to attend. And, and so we make we try to make as many as we can and uh, embrace the holiday spirit and, yeah. and get a, get on board with everybody. So I I, I saw this. And 
you know, I'll, I'll go to a couple parties if I'm invited. You know, I'm normally DJing a wedding or something, right. you know, or, or DJing a Christmas party. But I saw this today and it says saying no to a holiday party you don't want to go to could be the best thing for your mental health. It says a new study finds politely declining unwanted invitations during the holiday season has, has a bigger positive impact than dragging yourself the countless gatherings that you don't want to attend in the first place. Hey, I, I, I probably can't hey. agree more. You know, I mean, look, sometimes you just got to say no. You, you can't make them all. It's true, man. You, you can't make them all. Um, you know, I, I kind of, it's a little bit off of, of the Christmas, but uh -huh. like just political functions in general. Yeah. I mean, you just can't make them all. Yeah. Uh, you, you try to, and you want to show support um, and you want to get out there and uh, sh get your face out there. But at the end of the day, you just, and that's the same thing for the holiday season. I think yeah. people, uh, kind of unfortunately pick and choose uh, where mm -hmm. they, they choose to go. But uh, as long as they're embracing what the reason for the season is, I yeah. think we're uh, going to be in good shape. That's it. Um, and, and then I asked you this question with the movie, a Christmas story, obviously one of the uh, highlights of that movie is the triple dog dare. When I, I forgot the character's name. I don't know if you remember. I don't remember his name either. It, it was, uh, I, I see his face and he played in other eighties movies. Right. But, you know, they dared him to stick Put his tongue, tongue yeah. onto the pole. And this story here today says, after watching A Christmas Story, researchers tested whether it was possible to get your tongue truly stuck to a piece of cold metal. And the answer is yes. I have to agree. I mean, I haven't tried it. No, I, and I, well, I don't plan I was on it. Ask you that. It, I, have you ever tried? It? I haven't tried it, and uh, I don't plan on trying it. I'm thinking, you know, when you get Spanky on here, maybe if it's still holiday season, maybe get him to try we'll it. Get, we'll get him to do it. Uh, favorite Christmas movie? You have one? Oh man, it's got to be Home Alone. Home Alone's your favorite. Yeah, I yeah. mean that that was just a classic. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean it's hard to beat the the Griswold, Griswold oh, family Christmas. That, I mean. Uh, you know, Clark is just Clark. And, and you know? Look, you like, see my, oh, my shirt. Got, I got the Griswold family yeah. Christmas T-shirt uh, on today. But that—that that is that, are, that's my favorite. Yeah, those, that that was a classic yeah. for sure. Um, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not to me. Boy, there, there's there's so much of an argument about that. That was the question of the day a couple of weeks ago. Got a lot of answers. Uh, last year when I, when I just had the plan at the online right. station. Uh, before we move, we moved to the FM on 106.7. Uh, that was a question that I had on the morning show. And and boy, with people who were listening and online, we had a huge discussion about that. Even had a, a listener on and we discussed it. Boy, and he was telling me why it should be. And and I I always thought that it wasn't. Yeah, but that, but people are die hard, no pun intended, that it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I, I I can't I can't buy that one. I, what threw it off for me is when I did a little research and and I hadn't watched it at the time. Right. And so I was like, well, if I'm gonna talk about it, I'm gonna watch it. Right. So I watched it and I, I see where people are coming from, but what what kind of had me believing that it wasn't is the fact that it, it was a summer blockbuster. It, it right. was released in the, in the summertime. Summer. It wasn't released around Christmas, Christmas or or sold as a Christmas movie. Right. Now, also, there is uh, some videos going around from a Bruce Willis roast where he says Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Oh, and he well, says Bruce, that out his mouth. But Whatever Bruce <laughs> says goes. Uh, but I... I now I do consider it a Christmas movie, I, I guess. And and then that opens the door to other movies that have Christmas scenes in it. Yeah. What do you consider that a Christmas movie? Right. Yeah. And I mean it it could it could really uh <laughs> it could really open a big can of worms <laughs> yep, there for yep. sure. So and I, I saw this too. There is a real life Clark Griswold in, in Kansas. I want to meet him. <laughs> so this Kansas man, and this is from KSNT.com, a Kansas man has tapped into his inner Clark Griswold, decorating the outside of his home with tens of thousands of Christmas lights. <laughs> so obviously with the movie, you know, they, they did thousands of Christmas lights uh, on the movie. And this guy, his name is Michael Russell, and he decorated the outside of his house with more than 100,000 lights and 40 inflatables. Wow. 
Dang. When did he start? Easter? <laughs> he, he has to keep it up year, year round. He said that he started the project 15 years ago, and it, it, his display brings joy to thousands of people during the holiday season. Uh, even he has a guest book that people write in when they stop by. Uh, he does it because kids love it. And he said the community came up with the name for his display, the Griswold House of Rose Hill during the COVID pandemic when attendance skyrocketed. So I guess people, you know, weren't really going around, going different places. Right. They're riding around, checking stuff out during COVID. And that's when it exploded, exploded. for him. Now he sees nearly 8,000 people wow. visit his home in, in December. Hey, any way, any way that we can bring joy to people, uh, oh, you know, yeah. go ahead and do it. Matter of fact, for the first time in 48 years this year, I actually put lights on the house. You did. And, and I told the wife one day, I said, I think I'm just going to wrap some lights around uh, the, the columns in the front and we're going to yeah. put some along the fence. And she's like, you're joking, right? I'm like, no. And, and so my daughter and I, we tackled that. And it actually, I mean, it's it's yeah. aesthetically uh, appealing. And yeah. uh, so she was uh, super sad. I won some brownie points this year. So That's good. Um, my inner Clark was uh, in Scott this year. Now, was it just lights or he did some inflatables? No, no, no inflatables. Okay. Uh, HOA doesn't allow inflatables. Okay, okay, so. yeah. Uh, I stick to to, yeah. to the light. Just the light. Yeah. Because you start getting into the inflatables, then you got to worry about rain and yeah. wind. And I, I went through that before, and we, I haven't decorated the outside of my home in a while. When my, when my daughter was younger, my son was younger, we did a little bit. They wanted some of the inflatables. But, man, with, I mean, with the winter weather sometimes here yeah. in Acadiana, it could be a dry winter. It can be a wet winter. It can be a stormy winter. And yeah. I just didn't feel like dealing with that. And that, and that's the worst part about decorating your home. Absolutely. Is having to put it up, having oh. to take it down, having to deal with it. And I, I, I'm, I'm not a Grinch by any means. I'm not saying bah humbug, right. but it's some work, man. It is work. Uh, it, th these didn't take me that long, but I could understand those that uh, have larger houses and, uh, you know, the kids like the inflatables. It really could take uh, some time. Look, oh, I'll, wow. I'll show you on the computer. This is, uh, that's, this is the cat's house that they're calling the real I life. I can see why 8,000 people go and visit. <laughs> I mean, uh, you cannot see his front lawn with all the inflatables that, that he has on there. He has lights across the roof and the front of the house all over the place. But 8,000 people. Uh, in Kansas, go and visit this guy's place. But I thought that was pretty cool. They're calling him a real-life Clark real Griswold. Life Clark. Yeah. yeah. 8.35, it's the Power Hour here, Planet Radio 106.7. Chris Logan and also Mayor Jan Scott Richard of Scott. He's hanging out with us today on the show. I had a couple topics about, about Christmas today and the holiday season. This one caught my attention this morning. Have you ever heard of the Christmas pickle? I have not. No, me, me neither. Apparently, it is a Christmas tradition. Wow. And so I read up on it a little bit. It says, if you haven't started the Christmas pickle tradition yet, it's your year. So if you've been Christmas shopping, spotted pickle ornaments in stores, and wondered who on earth is decorating their tree with pickles, Christmas pickles are a holiday tradition for many families, and one you may want to adopt, this story says, especially if you have kids. The tradition goes like this. On Christmas Eve... Parents put a pickle ornament on the family tree. On Christmas morning, the first child to find the pickle gets to open the first gift, ah. receives a special present, or gets to hand out the gifts to other family members to open. I've I've never heard. I've never that heard before. of that. Uh, I, in our house, it was well, we've only, we only have two: a daughter and a yeah. son, and uh, so it's pretty much whoever woke up first. Yeah, you that, know, that was. <laughs> If you if you wanted to open your gifts first, you got up first, and uh, so, uh, but that that's interesting to see. I think I was uh, unfortunately my kids are kind of past that. Yeah, I don't think they're in a rush to to wake up at right. all. Nope. And uh, uh, so nope. Uh, they'll they'll when they get their gift they'll they'll open it I guess or when they wake up they'll open it. Do you, do you have any uh, any Christmas memories of, of back in the day, man? Like, do you remember something that you you received for Christmas that stuck in your head that that was that that one gift that you wanted and you ended up getting it? Do, do you remember? Not specifically. I yeah. mean, I do remember, you know, I have uh, younger brothers. Uh, I have an older brother. Uh, he was out of the house at the time. And I have twin brothers, mm -hmm. you know, and so uh, they always got more to me, you know, and, oh, really? and as they should have. Yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, they had two uh, <laughs> compared to one. Yeah. Uh, but I'll never forget this one Christmas. We had like these monster trash bags, okay. like, you know, that had these. It looked like, you know, Christmas wrapping. Uh -huh. But I mean, they were monstrous, you know. 
And that that is just one Christmas I'll never forget because, I mean, it was like so much stuff as yeah. a kid. I was like, man, mom and dad had a great year. In my yeah. mind, I'm yeah. like, yeah. Right. we got all, <laughs> yeah. you know. Now, my, my twin brothers, their, their bags were a little bit bigger than mine, but <laughs> naturally so they were younger than me. So, uh, but no, I mean, uh, we were fortunate. My, my parents, you know, were middle-class family yeah. and yeah. Uh, we got what we got and we were appreciative of what we got, yeah. but nothing in particular that stands out besides that one. And, and, and it's, you know, growing up and, and, and always, I joke about being Gen X, born in the seventies, grew up in the eighties, got drunk in the nineties. That's, 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 that's my thing. And, you know, back in the day, you almost, you had to wait for Christmas. You know, yeah. like if you wanted a toy or something, nah, go you, wait for Christmas. Right. But it's March. Like, it, you know, yeah. but, but you always had to wait, wait till Christmas. Now, nowadays doesn't seem like that too, too much. But I, I remember, you know, the one gift that, that I have that always sticks out, I guess I was probably 10. No, I, I may have been like 11. Uh, or or twelve. This was late eighties when skateboarding was was mm -hmm. cool, yeah. and so I, I I had a skateboard. I, I I did that a lot, and I I was lucky. So my dad was a contractor. He built houses, yeah. and uh, so I, he built a half pipe for me wow. for for Christmas, and that's that's, so that's the one thing that that always sticks out that that yeah. I remember. Yeah, you, you, know? you can't forget those. Yeah, I think my, my maybe one of my bit was like a He Man set. Yeah, you know He Man. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I remember <laughs> the he universe. Man. He Man universe was uh, remarkable, and playing that with yeah. uh, my younger brothers was. Yeah, He I mean, Man, yeah. Star Wars, uh, uh, GI Joe. Yeah, I mean, GI Joe was. was yeah. you know, we tried to accumulate as many GI Joe characters <laughs> as we could. You yeah. Know? So, were, were you a big Star Wars guy? Big. Uh, I wasn't a big no? Star Wars guy. Uh, I, I, be honest, I, I really never was a big movie uh, yeah. buff. I mean, yeah. we watch movies, but I uh, just wasn't my thing. I was a uh, Kind of a soccer nerd at yeah, the time, yeah. and so I uh, consume my time with uh, kicking a ball around the yeah. house. <laughs> and then you know, you always think to back in the day for Christmas, obviously video games. Yeah, was always big. You, you know, way way back in the day, Atari and television that came to the Nintendo Entertainment System. We had yeah. Super Nintendo, then that turned into Sega, PlayStation, all that stuff. Um, like Tecmo Bowl, <laughs> uh, dude, love Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo Bowl was. Tecmo uh, Bowl was my favorite. Mike Tyson's Punch Out was also yeah. my my favorite too. Uh, you learn the code to Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and you can go directly yeah. and fight Mike Tyson. But you know, all that all that was good, man. Back in the day, thinking you know, picking up a Sears Wish Book. Yep. You know the catalogs you had to look in to uh, look for Christmas. Yeah, and then the Mario and, Brothers, I mean, obviously was you know was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, at that time, um, but I was like thirteen or fourteen when mm -hmm. that you know that stuff started coming out. Yeah. Um, in television, we never had. I guess it was just too expensive at the yeah. time. But my cousin next door had it, so we'd always go over there and play. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll never forget. You know, when my son was was younger, uh, I don't know if it was PlayStation or what. And uh -huh. he, he wanted the Super Mario Brothers, and we conquered. Super Mario Brothers together. And nice. I mean, this is a remarkable. I mean, <laughs> now that, that was eight levels. And it, I mean, finally got the dragon down. But, uh, yeah. you know, those are good times. Such, such good stuff and, and such great memories, too. Absolutely. Um, also, I have this story and I have stories on the Power Hour that I call uh uh stories. And it, it's when I read the headline or read the story and the first two words out my mouth are like, or uh uh, you know, it's just like, uh. So this here, it's from Tennessee, so it's a national story, and there's a legal battle that's brewing over a restaurant and barbecue, or I guess I should say, um, it, they call it a meat and barbecue market, but I guess it is a, a barbecue restaurant. There is a neighbor to this restaurant that's suing, claiming that the restaurant interferes with the enjoyment of her home. Hmm. One question now before the court is whether the smell of the grilling and the smoked meats qualifies as a nuisance. So this lady is not happy living next to this market and looks like there is a lawsuit. Wow. So it's Roy's Meat Service. It's in East Nashville. For the past nine years, the owner, Jeff Roy, has been serving up meals out of his market, his restaurant. He says, quote, the menu stays pretty much the same every day. The top item changes. The rest stays. Uh, it also says regulars like Maggie Rose come in for more than food. It's a establishment in East Nashville. A lot of people go there. But this woman, 
She wants him gone. She wants him gone. She moved into the home in the back of the area two years ago. Wow. So she was so there. Maybe she after, didn't do it. Sounds she, like she didn't do her due diligence. No, no, she did not. And dude, who wouldn't want to live next, next to, to barbecue? Oh, place? Man, that I would mean, gain like 20 pounds. Yeah, maybe she could work out a deal and get yeah. some free and then, passes or yep, half yep. lunch off or something. So she alleges, amongst other things, that the part of the store encroaches on her property and the smoke from the grilling is a nuisance. Now, Roy says we smoke about five days a week, rib, pork, shoulder, chickens. He adds that he complies with codes. And for the past year, he says that he spent a lot of time and money trying to address his neighbor's complaints, but he's had no success. He says, so I just put my foot down. That's all. I'm through. You got to do what you got to do. But the neighbor has filed a lawsuit claiming that the store affects her ability to enjoy her property as well as negatively affecting her health. Wow. And Mr. Roy says that she wanted to shut his place down. She went as far as that. And he says no. And it looks like they're they're gonna be going to court and they're gonna try to try to figure this out. But I'm afraid she's gonna lose. I I I think so too. And she should lose. Absolutely. I mean, if he's been there for nine (laughs) years and she just moved in two years ago, then Hey, uh, you didn't see that mm, there was a or smell that there was a barbecue <laughs> meat market in the back of your house. house. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely an, an uh-uh story today, man. Yeah, that was uh-uh. no uh, way. That, that one, that one was just a little too much for me. And I, I, I saw this too. This story here says to ditch your office chair and sit on the floor. Wow. Um I guess for comfortability. Now, if if people were sitting on the floor for you, man, at at City Hall, would, would it be kind of would it be kind of questionable for you? <laughs> yeah, that, that could kind of be awkward. Uh, sit on the floor. I mean, now I've seen I've seen uh, them them change office style. Like they got got away from the desk, or they have the desk that actually yes. rises yep. where people can stand. People feel like there's there's better health benefits yep. to, to yep. standing throughout the day, uh, but sitting around. Uh, Playing kumbaya yeah, sounds a little different. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be much. So th- this writer for Slate.com, he did a column on how we should all be sitting on the floor instead of sitting in chairs when you're working. Now, I, I want to say a while back, and this is probably years ago, didn't they come out with this with this rubber ball that you could also sit on yeah, in, they- in place of an office chair? And I guess that would help out your back and stuff like that. Um, so this writer is not the first to suggest this. She also lifted it from a book called Built to Move that argues that our bodies aren't really meant to be sitting in chairs all day. It's okay sometimes, but not always. Sitting on the floor isn't as comfortable, but that's the point. It makes you shift positions a lot more, which can supposedly help your joints, lower inflammation, and even help your metabolism too. Wow. She says standing desks are also good, which yeah. which you brought up. And floor sitting is like the sequel to that advice. Ten years ago, experts were saying everyone needs a standing desk. Now it's everyone should work on the floor. I mean, dude. I, ah, that's a that's, little bizarre. <laughs> I mean, next thing you know, you're laying down. Everybody's laying right, down. taking a nap. Gotta, like yeah. you're in kindergarten, dude. Yeah. They're going to be rolling out a little <laughs> mat. <laughs> uh, bring your purple mat today, okay? <laughs> but that, that was another one that I, I kind of shook my head a little bit this morning, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yes. Yeah, uh, 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 sit on, sit on the too. floor. Nah, yeah. that's that's definitely uh, a no for me. See here, man, at the at, at my Chris Logan Media Studio office. So, and, and I, I gave you a little tour of, of my three rooms. By the way, uh, for all y'all that haven't seen, it's remarkable in here. <laughs> thank you, man. Beautiful thank, studio. Thank you. So I, I got the podcast studio that we're in now, and then my regular little uh, office space, office and space. broadcasting. So I, but I, I have a. A, a love seat, a couch in my office. Oh, you gotta have it. But it's so tempting, man. It is. It's it's very tempting, especially when I'm here by myself. Now, I I kind of make my own rules. Yep. And I'll be lying to you if I said if I never took a 15 minute power nap in that thing. Oh, absolutely. But as uh, you should. Well, it, it, it's. But it 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 does help. But boy, it it's just such a comforting sofa. Yeah. I want to sit in it more than oh, I yeah. should. Yeah. Well, you know what? I got a suggestion okay. for you. Your next show, bring it in here <laughs> and lay down and do your show. 
I think that would be remarkable. That, that could be cool. I could be laying down, just hanging out and and doing the show live uh, from the couch. I think that would be phenomenal. That would be that. That, that would you could be, be good. couch surfing. You know? <laughs> I might I might have to try that, yeah. man. I always wanted, you know, when, when when we were in radio and I've been doing radio for a while, worked at different radio stations. And it was always a running joke that we're in the studio, but on a beautiful day, you always wanted to be yeah, outside, outside. like and, yeah. and just set up somewhere outside and then do a radio show. Yeah, I talked I talk about that at the office quite often with the girls when the, the weather's absolutely uh, stunning is to get outside and yeah. have a work day outside and move our office there. I, I don't know how we do it, but uh, we're going to figure it out one day. <laughs> I mean, it's. Or take a field trip or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, just, just go outside for a bit, but th that was always something that, that we always joked about doing and never really did. Obviously we did remotes and stuff, you know, live from different right. businesses, stuff like that, but like not an actual three, four hour show so outside. sitting outside. That would be yeah. remarkable. That, that would, that would be cool. Maybe I'll do it Main Street Church Point one day. I'll just yeah. I'll set up right there. I'll set and, up like a college game. Yeah, day, you know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have uh, tailgating, all yeah. all kind of fun stuff. Um, anything else, man? You want to add like with with what's going on in in Scott? Anything that you know we didn't we didn't talk about today, man? No, any I, any I, happenings coming up? Any any Christmas stuff coming up? Y'all got parades or anything like no, that? No, we sure? had our, our Christmas in Scott. We uh we lit the Christmas tree uh, last week before uh -huh. our council meeting, uh, and then we had uh, our Christmas uh, in Scott uh, this past weekend mm -hmm. at the Begno House. Uh, it was a great event. Um, you know, we had a great crowd, and and so uh, we've kind of kicked off the holiday season, and uh, now we're anticipating, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, that Apollo Road. Uh, mm -hmm. corridor opening and uh, seeing some growth and getting prepared uh, for the 2024 year. But uh, things are good. Businesses are uh, opening. Res uh, you know, residential, as I said earlier, is is really, really growing pretty rapidly. Mm -hmm. uh, we do see some some additional businesses starting to come, uh, you know, here and there. And uh, we're waiting for that big boom yeah. uh, from the, the Apollo Road. And, and so it's going to be super exciting. Um, I do want to touch on the roundabout a little bit because I I've seen a lot of stuff on social media about the roundabout yeah. and, uh, you know, this and that and all the statues and whatnot. And, and, and just to be clear, we, we're, we're doing the, it's, it's obviously our high school. And so we wanted to focus, uh, on the entrance to our high school, which is Acadian high school. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, the, around the, the monument itself and is, is a pillar It's one pillar and the pillar represents the four pillars of education, uh, learning to know, learning to be, uh, learning to live with, and learning to learn, mm -hmm. uh, which we think is is super fitting, obviously, going into the high school or even exiting the high school. Yeah. And then on the four pedestals will be our mascot, uh, which is uh, the beautiful Reckon Ram. So, uh, but it's going to be a, a wonderful uh, aesthetic entrance into our community or exiting our community going yeah. into Lafayette Parish. But uh, other than that, I man, businesses are, like I said, we, we've seen some uh, preliminary plans on, on several businesses that should be opening sometime in 24. And uh, we're still knocking on doors trying to get uh, more businesses uh, within our community. Anybody that's looking to come in, uh, mm -hmm. if you want to sell your boudin product, we're, we'll yeah. take another one. Uh, <laughs> those guys are doing extremely well. And uh, they've really, I mean, they've really just created a vibe, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's just remarkable what they've done. Like I said, I, going back to all their, the different niches that they fall in outside yeah. of the boudin link, um, it, it, the traffic is just remarkable from, from what they've done. It, is it competitive between them or are they? Oh, absolutely. Are, are, they're very, I, I think it's competitive, a, it's, but do they work together? A absolutely. Bit? Yeah. I think uh, they've embraced the the designation. Yeah. The fact that we are the boudin capital of the world uh, has really kind of transcended the area. Um, you know, look, Karchner's, let's be honest. I mean, um, Karchner's, you know, I think they were probably somewhat hesitant, been in Crot Springs yeah. their entire uh, life. And then they, they made the move and, and they've really done well and they have a wonderful product. They got some wonderful ready to go meals. Uh, and even Billy's, I, I remember when, when Billy came in, uh, they were doing the roundabout construction mm -hmm. off the exit and, uh, he was super, super concerned. I, I saw him at uh, the restaurant in Scott and he said, man, I, I'm worried. I said, you're going to be fine. Uh, you're going to be fine. I said, you're going to get some traffic obviously from, uh, the roundabout. Uh, and he's done extremely, extremely yeah. well. And I'm obviously Aubrey. Uh, he has a store in Karen Crow and a store in, in Scott. Yeah. And then of course, best stop. I mean, they're just growing. Yeah. Um, it's leaps and bounds. I mean, they got stores everywhere and then they got the plant, you know, that plant. Yes. I, I think people seem to forget about uh, their big, big investment into that plant uh, where they're mass producing uh, mm -hmm. Buddha uh, on the regular. So 
um, yeah, it's it, it's a great day to be in Scott for sure. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. we're eating more Boudin always. <laughs> You know. But that, that's a slogan, right? Eat Absolutely. more, eat eat more boudin. boudin. Where the West begins and it, the boudin it, never ends. You that's, know? That, that's a great way to put it. Or, I mean, any uh, are y'all talking Mardi Gras yet? I know we got an early Absolutely. Mardi Gras. Yeah, we've had some uh, Mardi Gras parade meetings uh, recently, and uh, we, we're going to be the, the routes essentially mm -hmm. the same, Chris. I mean, we haven't really changed that. Uh, we are going to be staging them in a little bit. A different area now that Apollo Road will be open. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be able to stage them on Apollo, and it's going to get be a lot easier for the floats to maneuver in and yeah. out. And so uh, we're super excited about that. That's a, a wonderful event in our community. And holiday, I mean, the Mardi Gras season is quick. Uh, yeah, it's it's really be, quick. Yes. I mean, you're going to celebrate New Year's, and then you jump and in then into jump Mardi, Gras in Mardi Gras balls. And, and so yeah. uh, that's always a great time of year for, for all of us. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be a busy time. We're going from Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year to Mardi Gras to Easter. But, Absolutely. But 2023, man, flew by. I mean, it, really it, did. It, it was really, uh, it, it just, it seemed like it, you blinked. It, it was yeah. summertime, you blinked, and then now we're in December. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, they, a, lot, a lot of good things happening, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, and I, I kind of want to mention this too. I, I know it's a little bit off topic, mm -hmm. but we, we did form a, a chamber of commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, we unveiled that at our business appreciation in October. Uh, and we're going to be hosting our first and putting on our first. A leadership program called Vision Scott. Okay. Um, so there's opportunities to for for anybody. Uh, we encourage anybody in the Scott area, surrounding area, uh, that's interested in learning more about our government, learning more about uh, the history and culture of our community, and then networking with other uh, leaders within mm -hmm. our community to to sign up. You have until December 15th, and so we're taking applications for that. Uh, always a, a good way to yeah. to learn more about you know what we have to offer and what the state has to offer. We'll make some trips obviously to the Capitol and whatnot, but uh, just a, a wonderful idea uh, to, to really cultivate leadership in our community. Yeah. So nice. uh, we're looking forward to that as well. Very good. Mayor Jan Scott Richard of Scott. Thanks for hanging out this morning here on the power hour, man. Thank you so much. Hey, and as always eat more Buddha, eat more Buddha. We're coming back with more planet radio 106.7.